Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Before we get started here, I wanted to give another plug for our meetup. So next week is the Origins Game Fair here in Columbus, Ohio, and we are doing a bit of a meetup at Wolf's Ridge at 7 p.m. on Saturday, June 24th, and then we'll be walking on over to Pins probably around 10 p.m. So come out and join us and hang out with us as we have a couple beers and talk all things Pathfinder, HLP, TTRPG, anything you kind of want. So with that, I'll welcome you into episode 253, Change of Hearts. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode five or two fifty-three. Five thirty-two. <laughs> We're in the five hundreds, baby. Time skip. That's just at the end of, at, at end of Skulls and Shackles. Yeah. Maybe really. around there. Damn. Five thirty-two. Well, uh, you beat Nana Opal. At what cost? We saved Anya. At what Big cost? Win. <laughs> and Saw. Big He's win. Half dead already. <laughs> Don't talk about Steve like that. Hey. <laughs> it was very gross to see Saw in that way, but it reminded me a lot of early evil interlude. So I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of nostalgic in a way. <laughs> well, are you drinking anything? Oh, I am. I'm drinking the same beer that I shared with Brooks after Ikmer and Saw got together for the first time. This is the Wolf's Ridge IPA. It used to be called the Pack and now it's not. And before that, I think it was the Driftwood IPA. They keep changing the name on this thing, but yeah, I had one of these in my fridge and I was just like, you know what? That would be special. I'm drinking that today. That is special. You got anything special, Brooks? I do. I do. So I, I took a quick look downstairs and thought to myself, you know what? <laughs> I need to celebrate a little bit. So I'm going to finish off this bottle of tequila. <laughs> just it's like right three now. quarters full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, down the hatch. Down the hatch. Boy. It's good tequila, Finish. so that works. But yeah, it's gone. Three quarters gone. <laughs> Just wow, like that. yeah. That's why we that's why we use delete silence here, folks. We've <laughs> 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 been here for a while. Emily, you got anything good? I do. I have something simple today. The simply spiked lemonade. This is signature lemonade. So it's just lemonade. Ah. Well, speaking of simple, I think Haley has a simply as well. I do. I have the Simply Spiked Signature Peach. Ooh, what do you think? Mm. Oh, I really like them. I like the peach back. That's for me. <laughs> I got the Patreon beverage. Don't uh, sigh. It was made with love. Haley, <laughs> Haley made it for me. And it's a, it's a Jason one, I think. So there's no way it could be that bad. It's might as well be Walking on the Burning Archipelago, I believe is the name, which I'm guessing means the name was might as well be walking on the sun which makes sense because this is basically a uh, tequila sunrise it is uh, two ounces tequila 
four ounces orange juice and splash of grenadine garnished with a, in this case, maraschino cherry. And I made the orange juice. You made the orange juice. Ooh. Yeah, Haley fresh squeezed it. Uh, it's good. Good. I'm glad uh, you gave me a glass straw to drink in a glass glass. <laughs> you are making so quite can... a bit of noise. Oh, over there. <laughs> sorry. It's the one that the cherry pit, the cherry like fit on. Ice in a glass glass with a glass straw. We'll see how professional I can be. Well, you can take the straw out. And drink it without the cherry dipping in the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because the cherry is on top of... What do you take me for? Some kind of pleb? <laughs> <laughs> I'll not have it that way. See, I can drink it quiet, kind of. I see you're going for the just get through it as quick as possible situa- or strategy. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's because my sidecar is, uh, is an Orange County Protocol spiked protein. Ew. What? You know, it's a shoulder day today, so. Oh, yeah. Trying to get the protein in. Yeah, of course. I forget how much protein's in these bits. Huh. It's 11 grams. Yeah. Every every gram counts. Uh, wow. I can, te- I can tell who on this call doesn't want listen to the Zone of Truth, because we reviewed these a couple episodes uh, yeah. ago. Mm, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm cracked into it. It's okay. I mean, they're they're like... They say right on the can, hashtag 100% unnecessary. They are. They're yep. just kind of a novelty, but, you know, they're they're meh flavor-wise. Because, I mean, to get protein into a tall boy that's also 8% alcohol and flavored somehow, it's it's a little bit of a dicey proposition. I think they're doing about <laughs> as well as they can be. Yeah, Playing exactly. in that flavor. The flavor's uh, as good as it can be. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it's much worse than, like, the... The like uh, white claw surges, no, you know? really, yeah. and okay. then those are like the those are like those the are same gross. ABV, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, is this a what kind of white claw is that? Oh, a vodka. Oh, it's soda a vodka. Soda. I saw, I saw the uh, Eric left in my. Place. I saw the real fruit juice on the top, and I thought they were like trying to copy simply. Mm, no, not quite yet. They wish. It's a game. It's a real game of cat and mouse. All these little companies uh, coming up with a new seltzer thing. White Claw and truly eating it up. Just blame Emily. Yeah, Emily. You and your whole career. I'll, I'll, I'll get my people on that. You, you and you and your entire tribe of PhD people stealing from each other. Has science gone too far? Where will it end? Somebody's got to patent something sometime. Because you can't patent a flavor, right? You can, but then you have to disclose what's in it so nobody does. That's the trick. Yeah, I gotta keep. That's the- why everyone got. Has anyone seen? That's why the two dudes that know the Coke recipe have a suicide pact, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But that have you? <laughs> when one of them goes, the other's just like, "All right." Have you guys no, seen? No more Coke for the world. <laughs> the videos of the like, uh, it's like Colonel Sanders's great nephew or something who like is is pissed by the way that they're running KFC and has Colonel Sanders' original recipe because he's a relative. And so he just disclosed it because he can, because it's not patented. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That, huh. That's, that's one way to, I mean, it's one way know, to stick it to him. Possibly lose all of your inheritance. <laughs> well, I think, I think they're completely bought out of it now. Oh, okay. Well, like, I think, yeah. I think the family is now like wealthy, but is not a part of KFC anymore. 
but they still like own the Colonel's likeness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for advertising and that kind of thing, because it's like it, it, he's kind of like a business dressing like character now, like Wendy. Yeah. Interesting that they stuck with them after Colonel Sanders shot somebody else with a shotgun. I mean, we still have Andrew Jackson on the twenty dollar bill. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's a little worse, probably. <laughs> it's a lot worse. <laughs> probably a little worse. It's a lot worse than we allowed to, allowed to just go. Um, well, uh, we don't have to roll off now. Makes or, me wonder what the Burger King did, or ever again. I, I think. Wow. Because next week is everyone, and then. And then we're going to be together for the last three. So I figure we'll probably do something fun to drink instead of get like a rando vote. More tequila. <laughs> could make some fun drinks because we'll be together. Yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. That last three like- episodes, Borg per app. <laughs> oh, no. No. Vetoed. Absolutely not. They're going to be long episodes. They're going to be like two and a half, three hours. Space it out. Yeah. All of the episodes lately have been that long. Listen, bored for three hours. I think we could do it. Yeah. No. For sure. We'd be calling us cyborgs after that. Mm hmm. 60% Borg. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought that we probably won't roll off again. We uh, all share the chalice for. Every drink. Yeah, let's just make one big jungle juice in the chalice for every episode. Pass it around. Yeah. <laughs> we need really, really long, crazy straws. Everybody make sure. Yeah, yeah. Get the absurd, like five foot long straws and just put it in the middle of the table. <laughs> I like that. We just gotta make sure every everyone is healthy <laughs> when we get together. <laughs> Nobody can be sick. Insane. Well. When last we left our heroes, it was Ikmer, Tulia, Uska, and Durin that took down Nana Opal with some, you know, casualties in Tulia, but with some uncharacteristic quick thinking by Ikmer. Uh, (laughs) The party was able to get Saw on their side get him to see reason by breaking the gem that contained Anya and freeing her, thus activating part of his memories and making him realize that Opal is truly his enemy. And so with his help at the end, you were able to take him down, although it was a very close fight. And there's no corpse. She's just gone. Kind of, she's in an Obi-Wan situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's just gone here, Uh, but her belongings are all on the ground, and Uska, I believe, pulled the... There was, like, some movement in her robes, and this black, demonic heart, uh, the heart that Tulia was looking for, and uh, presumably Opal's phylactery was still beating, and, and I think... The the thing that she realized with her medical knowledge was that although it's like, again, blackened and like the the veins and arteries don't look like the right color for a human, it looks exactly like the heart that got ripped out of Tulia's chest. And that's where we find the group now as the demiplane begins to crumble. Like the cookies that it's made of, you see cracks form in the ground and this like powdered sugar gas 
erupt out of these cracks and the world around you begins to shake. It has been a moment since Opal was there to concentrate on the spell she held over Sawyer Savarine. And you see as his ribs kind of contract back in a jarring crack, the tiger spits up blood and begins bleeding as if there's no longer something helping him with the pain, helping him continue to heal through these massive deformities. What do you guys do? Uska's holding this beating heart and she looks over to Tulia and then looks over at Saw who is also or who is in need of attention and there's an unconscious Anya on the ground. She knows she needs to do some healing but before she does any healing can I do a knowledge heal check to know if this phylactery, this heart could be something that could bring Tulia back or at least be a heart that could function if it's still pumping in my hand. Yeah, I would allow a heal check there. And then Nana Opal comes back in a young spry body. <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, re- reduce, reuse, recycle. Maybe they share the body. We get another uh, oh, lopper situation. Another one. <laughs> All right, that is a 38. With a 38, this is a beating heart. It looks the part. It's like uncanny. And you remember what you learned about that previous spell, that you would need a heart to bring that person back, whether it's to regenerate or other means. So yeah, you think you could potentially use this but if it is a phylactery, then Nana Opal's soul is likely inside. Ooh. You guys already filled her once. <laughs> yeah, what's, an, what's another time? And with Tulia's abilities, it's I think me. that's how it would work. <laughs> Tulia has a decent will, right? She could fight for control. Haley <laughs> <laughs> comes over to look at her character sheet. <laughs> Let's see, how is that will of mine? I do have another roll twice. Take the better. Ah, uh, my will is 11. Oh, pretty good. That's, that's pretty bad. That's really good. That's horrible compared to anyone else at this level. <laughs> Why is that so bad? <laughs> yeah, don't well, compare. I don't know, because I'm also shaken and, you know, have 16 con damage, but that wouldn't affect will. It, and don't compare your answer to just this party either. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold up. So I'm gonna take off I'm gonna take off staggered and shaken. Okay, plus thirteen now. Yeah, are you like miss like do you have like a plus thirteen cape of resistance plus two on or something? We had a lot of negative um, buffs. Did you No, I have plus plus three. I mean my will saves is an eleven. I have eleven, twelve, thirteen. Fortitude, reflex will. Will should be your highest by far. My wisdom's a, a ten. It, 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 like you, you have fast will progression as a my wizard. My wisdom is ten. 
and I got zero bonus from that. Yeah, but Will's the only one that progresses as a wizard. Yeah, I got plus nine from that. Plus three from the resistance and plus one from luck. All right. Well, I don't understand what it should be. I just was surprised. I have a plus like 24. So I thought you would be closer to that. Wisdom-based character, but still. Yeah, and I have a very cool witch. But like Durin's is like two lower than yours. And he has like no will progression as an alchemist. Ikmer's is nine. Yeah. Yeah, but you should be. That's four lower. At this level, that's like, it's not that much of a gap. I'm a little worried. Yeah, Emily makes up for the rest of this party. We're fine. <laughs> no, now I'm worried. I've been playing Julia Rock for so long. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Fine. I'm sure it's right. I'm sure you just you don't have good items or whatever. No, I have a. I have. You have great items. items that aren't the big six. You just buy. No, all those. I do have the big six. Okay, then you're just bad. You just have bad saves. That's it. We did establish we don't do well with saves. So. I mean, that's about the same as, like, Lyra's will. Yeah. That's fine. Well, Uska does have the chance to save Tulia, and she would know that there's a chance that Nana Opal could come back through Tulia. I think you would heavily consider that possibility. She... Is there a knowledge arcana or something we can roll to narrow that down? Because I clearly want Tulia to come back. Okay, breaking news. Eclipse has a plus 14. Uh, this is embarrassing. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, going to say, I, I actually just took off the, the debuffs, and Ikmer's is actually at 13. Anyways, uh, knowledge arcana. I used to do that in this party, or this side of the party, so. No, it would, it would maybe be a religion. Ooh, Uska I, I can roll that. has that. So she yells out to the party as she's holding this heart. I've got a chance to save Tulia, but there's, I think, the possibility that Nana Opal could break out her souls in this heart. Do we want to risk it? I'm going to think on this separately because we want to get this right. And I think we both have pretty decent bonuses here. Risk it. 23. And Durin has a 36. Durin, you think that if you connect this heart to a living body, it likely will force the spirit out in a way that will make it difficult to control where the spirit goes. Mm. So you think like by taking this heart and making it a non-object... It's not going to be useful as a phylactery anymore, but it won't destroy Opal. It might make her a ghost. It might allow her to find another phylactery and reform. It's not going to destroy her soul. If we do this, Uska, Nana Opal's soul's going somewhere. It can't just be destroyed in the way that we hope it might. It could inhabit a different body. It could puppet something else around. We might get Tulia back, but we need to be very sure that we're ready to let Nana Opal go if we're doing that. Or risk fighting her again. Uska, it seems like we we need to get out of here. If we're unsure about this, I, I think we need to start thinking about trying to leave. And I, I think 
she's contained at the moment and until we can get those sure answers we we might not we need to get out of here before this whole place comes just falling apart point of order does anyone but Tulia have plane shift I think Tulia has it <coughs> no or the ability to write it into her spell book in less time than uh, this plane will collapse mm-hmm. in uh, that's a no from Uska. So you just may need her. <laughs> Here we are. Y'all so the portal doesn't to. go two ways, huh? I told you guys the portal closed behind you. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, he did make a big show of that. Okay. I was ch- clocking those exits. Let's check Nan Opal's shit. We haven't looked through any of her stuff yet. Okay, you want to check her stuff out? I, I still do think some sort of healing needs to happen. Yeah. Saw is not stable. So Uska flies over to buy Tulia and buy Saw to uh, get a better look at Tulia. And she calls to the rest of the party. Before we do anything, we need to heal up. Get closer to me. And she's going to use her last channel of the day. 27 points of healing. How does Anya look after that? Anya appears to be, at this point, unconscious for a different reason than hit point damage. But she looks healthy. I think we'll have to deal with that at another time when we're not right, in a when you're not collapsing plane. Yeah, sure. What's going on with, with Sawyer? Is he still like a, a, a big dumb kitty until we do the transformation thing? Or should I be like RPing him? He's absolutely like a... Like a feral animal, basically. Yeah. Okay. He's like a feral animal that you've tamed just enough to not attack you. I imagine, like, if anybody goes close to Anya, he's just, like, growling and snarling. He knows... Yeah, he knows that we combine forces to fight somebody that he really doesn't like, but that doesn't make us quite friends. Yeah, he gets up to defend Anya, and, I mean... Uska, you can, you with your medical expertise, you see it and you just wince like his elbow dislocates and his like fore, foreleg goes like limp as he tries to move towards her. He is, in your medical professional opinion, falling apart. She grimaces in his direction. I can't do much to help you right now. We've got to make sure we get out of this. Uh, you do you do know enough to know that if you were to apply a source of fast healing to him, such as like a, a wand of infernal healing, if one of you has one of those, he would at least be able to be mobile long enough to like move himself for the period of time that the fast healing is going. You think that's what was keeping him together? Like Opal had had him basically staying together through fast healing. I don't have a wand like that. Did Tulia have one? Yeah. Yeah, well, one of you, I think you guys split the wands, so one of you had a wand of infernal healing. Tulia had all of, uh, Tulia had them for this party, and Eclipse had them for the other party. But yeah, a wand of infernal healing. Of course, Haley keeps all the wands. I literally, we said it because my characters are evil. Hmm. So it doesn't really matter if I turn evil for a bit. All the plane shifts, and now all the wands. So, Reed, for being a wizard. <laughs> the balls in Haley's court. 
Well, sounds like y'all need me. And uh, infernal healing is not on the shaman spell list. Could you certainly UMD that? Do you have UMD? Yeah, I have a plus nine. Is any? Oh, I guess I'm probably the only one. I got a plus ten. Oh, it's like a fifty-fifty yeah, shot. Yeah, you're fifty-fifty. But all it does is waste a charge if you don't get it. So. And I just yeah. channeled, so you could roll twice and take the better. Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to waste that, I guess. So Durin will grab one off of Tulia's body. Sorry, I assume you won't mind. And roll double 18s, so go. he's got it. Yeah, you're fine to cast that. So saw kind of like you hear some stuff like snap into place, and he appears to be mobile for, you know, the minute of relief this grants him. You guys want to check out what's on the, um, or what, what Obi-Wan on the ground? Definitely. Yes. Okay. Hey, so who's doing all those spell crafts that, uh, Tulia has a plus 29 to normally do? <laughs> plus Probably five? Yeah, I got 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Ikmer, it sounds obviously. like you might need me once again. <laughs> so... Detecting magic, you see that she has magical boots, a magical blouse, a magical headband, a magic rod, two magic rods, um, a magic ring, and this uh, scarab-shaped pendant that is also magical. Well, might as well get to work. Okay, what do you want to look at? Straight down the line, boots. Boots. Natural one. No idea. I'll take All right, a look. blouse. Yeah, go ahead. Seven. <laughs> Still no. Blouse. Natural four. That's an 18. Rolling bad. Headband. Oh, that's a three on the die. Uh, I think you, you actually Christ. do get the blouse. All right. The blouse is a cackling hag's blouse. It's a chest slot item that grants the wearer plus two to intimidate checks. If the wearer is a witch, they gain the cackle hex. If the wearer already has the cackle hex, twice per day they can use cackle as a swift action instead of a move action. He tosses it to Uska. Headband is a 17. It's probably not gonna get it, but I'm assuming it's just like an intelligence headband or something. Yeah, that's not gonna get it, but uh, yeah, (laughs) you're right in assuming. Uh, Some rods, I'll do the first one first. Jeez, these rolls are not my my forte today. 23. 23 is not going to get the first rod. Second rod. My God, I have not rolled double digits yet. Not yes, that is won't not going to do one. it. Ring. Still no double digits. That's a dirty 20. Dirty 20 is a no on the ring. Scarum. 12 on the die. That's a 26. Yeah. 26 doesn't get the scarum. Awful, no. awful display. Some high-level items, at least, but um, yeah, I believe those. I, th- I think those work off of caster level. Your identify stuff, so a couple stuff in the high teens, which means Uska's more than likely not going to get anything down the line. Um, Don't worry, I feel like as soon as they, you know, work on Tulia, my natural plus twenty-nine, yeah, she'll well, just open her eyes and be like, yeah. "It's this, you fools! <laughs> <laughs> We're lost without her." Yeah. But I mean, you could certainly like kind of take the take the uh, blouse and like wrap everything up in it. And don't worry, I wasn't necessary for combat, but outside of combat, critical. 
So what are you guys doing? You know, this this realm is quickly becoming a an empty plain. You see ahead of you, like the the gingerbread house collapses on its foundation. The trees are starting to uh, sway, and some of them have fallen. It's like the realm is cotton candy, and you just dipped it into water. Oh, like that. As we group up, Uska's going to head over to stand over Tulia's body. I don't think we're getting out of this without her. I'd rather wait till we're all together, and maybe Eclipse could keep the spirit from wandering too far, but we don't have the luxury of time. We need to bring Tulia back. Unfortunately, we are too far out for a breath of life to work, so Uska will need to take some time to prepare Ray's dead. Do you place the heart in the chest? She does. She holds the heart in both hands. Uh, I hope this isn't a mistake but at least it's going to buy us some time. And she pushes the heart into the cavity in Tulia's chest. And as you place it there, you see, like, from the valves, these kind of dark tendrils that reach out to, like, the aorta, the severed aorta, and the other, you know, the veins that go into the heart. And the heart continues to beat and then as you withdraw your hands from the chest cavity the flesh and the skin begin to mend over the space that was empty red angry flesh that then starts to crawl across Tulia's chest and over her shoulders and up her neck. And at this point, we fade to black. Tulia, you gasp a breath of life and you find yourself sitting at a familiar desk deep underneath the arena in Abaddon and in the splendid cushy business like chair on the other side is Lopsock sitting with a grin on his face and his one leg crossed over the other well you made it oh I knew you would get that hard I just knew it uh, I put it on the material plane special as a gift for you. I knew you'd find it, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure somebody would put it right in your chest. <laughs> Nobody really knows what their heart looks like, but I guess your friends got a good look, didn't they? Seeing kind of the confusion on your face, he takes a piece of parchment and turns it around to you and slides you a pot of ink and a quill and you see his name fresh written on the contract for your freedom now ever since you came to abaddon i kind of took a liking to you you're one of the few mortals that uh 
You know, I felt like it was really worth anything down here. But, you know, you're kind. They don't really get to go free from Abaddon. You knew that, right? I mean, of of course I did. And so, a 50-year contract, 100-year contract, 200-year contract, (laughs) probably too good to be true most of the time. But I had an idea, a thought that I was thinking as you were proving yourself in the arena. I thought, well, mortals, they don't really get their freedom, but, well, a daemon of my own making, that's something different. That's someone I could let go free, and they could come back whenever they wanted. Come back and see me. Come back to visit. That heart pumping in your chest, it's a little piece of mine that I left on the material plane, shaped just like yours. Now, if you didn't realize that you needed to put it in, I would have told you when you came to sign this contract after you got it. But lucky for both of us, we don't have to do any surgery down here. The effects are already taking hold, as you can probably tell. He kind of slides, like turns around this... uh almost like a makeup mirror that he has to like prepare for his showmanship uh, at the top level. And he turns it over to you and you can already see that half your face, your complexion hasn't changed, but your skin has turned this like rosy pink and your eye on that side is a deep red. Now, You were mortal before, and I can't change that piece of you without killing you and making you a petitioner and then doing that whole thing. And that wasn't really a part of our contract, was it? But I can make you a half-daemon with a piece of me. And by making you a half-daemon, well, I think that entitles you to at least half of the rights and, and privileges that we all have down here. And so that fulfills your side of the deal. You're free. As long as you come back and visit sometimes. Well, of, of course I'm going to visit you. I mean, you're just a gem. And I've got to say, though, I'm probably going to have to make a whole new wardrobe around this, this facial change. Yeah, I, I thought if I warned you, I would kind of ruin the fun. You ain't wrong. I, I mean, I came out of nowhere. I was just dead a second ago. <laughs> to them, you still are. Oh. Uh, you're projecting here. You're not actually here. They're going to they're gonna be worried. Probably. You're going to look like this there, if that makes any sense. Oh, that, ma- that, that makes sense. So, this is for real, though. I, I, I'm free. Well, if you sign on the dotted line, I've already done my part. You ain't got to ask me twice. And she's going to pick up the, uh, the quill and ink pot and she's going to sign her name. And with that, Lopsock smiles at you and waves and you gasp again, this time on the ground of the crumbling plane that is Nana Opal's realm. Very much alive, but very different looking. And, uh, yeah, she gasp awake and uh y'all that was crazy uh it's good to see ya I- i'm glad y'all were able to you know, put the heart in 
That was kind of part of the plan. I didn't know the plan, but that was part of the plan. I can't believe it worked. You're back. I, I am maybe different now, but I, I am back. It's me. Yeah, I, I certainly look a bit different, but you feel okay? I feel great. I, I'm free. What of the lich? Do you feel her presence or is she gone? You don't feel her at all. Yeah, I mean, you you projecting, kind of, you didn't even feel here. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I feel finer than a frog's hair. I, I, I haven't felt a single bit of her nastiness in me. Now, I, I am part daemon, and you're going to have to forgive that, but it's good to be alive and free. If you want to stay that way, we're going to have to figure out a way off of here. I don't want to rush you as you just came back, but time is of the essence. And she points to the quickly dissolving plane. I got I got some bad news for you. <laughs> um, I only have teleport. So you... unless we can find a scroll around here that I can copy into my spellbook or, or cast real quick, I don't know how I'm going to cast plane shift. You kind of flex your newly clawed hand on the one side through my gloves I know it <laughs> and realize that you have some innate magic that oh! doesn't come from a spell book yeah well cause I gotta go visit him whenever I want and you realize that not only can you cast plane shift but you don't need a tuning fork uh, I'm so cool that's the key. You just gotta die. Worth. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do I got? I can do plane shift? Mm-hmm. Uh, mechanically, you've just received the half-fiend template. Okay. This is so exciting. Well, uh, Tulia, she maybe opened up her spell, like, flips it a couple times, looks at her, like, daemon hand, sees maybe some, like, maybe, I don't know, glimpses of like a rune that is uh, there, but not really glowing or anything. And she she knows and she, actually y'all, uh, I, I think I just, I just can take you now. Let's gather up. I didn't know about this yet. So forgive me, but gather around. We can, we can get ourselves out of here. Be- I don't know how to cast plane shift yet, but before Haley doesn't. <laughs> you, uh, before we can do that, I don't know if Saw can move just yet. Any any chance you got something something to help him out just to be able to carry on you? What's he need? He just needs you to keep casting um, infernal healing. the uh, infernal healing on him to yeah. continue his um, his like fast healing. I'm gonna do infernal healing lessers uh, and just keep doing that because okay. I've got a bunch of those because we didn't use one. I actually have an entire wand that's not used, so. One minute, one minute, one minute. Sure. So you gather the group together, cast plane shift, and surprisingly, you are much more precise than you remember. You are plane shifting being, maybe it's because you're coming from a plane that's so small, but you basically like land in the area the plane would have op- occupied in the material plane, which puts you kind of right in that oven golem amphitheater as you hear the footsteps of your friends uh, rushing up the stairs. You are back. They're running up and uh, we come probably 
out of this plane shift with a not-so-good-looking saw, a very changed Tulia, and not-so-good-looking Anya, and probably not-so-great-looking Ikmer and Uska, but probably not too bad, right? Yeah, and Durin? Drain. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. And uh, they meet party that also doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, especially Kendra. Oh, boy. Ho there. I feared the worst when we heard rumbling from below, but we defeated the Grey Friar down there and rescued Kendra. It appears perhaps you have experienced the same success in your quest. And we bought friends. We can't claim to be 100% successful. We all came back and we did bring friends, but we did lose track of a spirit. We defeated Dana Opal, but we don't have her now. Aye, the victory came at a heavy cost, and in order for us to salvage anything from it, we had to let her go. Casualty of the fight, I, I don't know where she is now. She could be stuck in that demiplane forever, watching it crash around her, or perhaps she was able to escape somehow, but... We have the Savarines, at least, and we're all alive. It, we weren't going to be able to say that, actually, for a while. I, I mean, they weren't going to be able to say that because I was dead as well. And I'm back. And that's actually how we lost that spirit there. Uh, I believe it's it's gone because it didn't have anywhere to go. So in my magical knowledge, I, I, I think it might be gone because it, it's not in me. Zit. It's hard for me to believe that this evil spirit is just gone like that. <sighs> that is certainly disappointing to hear, but they are, that is not the most important thing. We are all here, which is the important part. Yeah, and no one died in our group. In fact, I would say... Maybe we did better than they did. Rousing success. Yeah. How many enemies did we kill, Matumbe? Hmm. Are we counting individual maggots? <laughs> um, I think so. And all of the many Kendras. We did kill a lot of Kendras. He starts counting on his fingers. Now that you mention it, Eclipse, it was quite a lot. Feels like we won by a landslide. Hmm. Once again. <laughs> Dream team on top. <laughs> Lyra just sits there quietly recalling being almost cut in half. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Spent like a solid minute and a half just beating the shit out of Lyra. And we almost killed one of our own. <laughs> yes. But we did. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> you could say. And I have a new friend. He holds up the skull with the wax on it. Stay close, for he will bestow benefits upon you. Not, that reminds me, did y'all get anything from that lich, or did you, did you just leave all her stuff there? Uska pulls out the blouse with all that's tied up with all of the items. We did find quite a few things, but we aren't really sure what they are. And she hands them over. Now that I'm half fiend, it's plus 30 naturally instead of plus 20 Ooh. or plus 29. <laughs> but, uh, and then also Tulia has a very, very high. So they can be like, ooh, items. Because Eclipse has a 25 and Tulia has a, a plus 30. Yeah. What do I need to roll? I don't think you need to 
Uh, you only need to roll on the rod of a bro. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Careful. <laughs> a stick. I got to roll on a the stick. rod, the scarab, and the other rod. Okay. So rod one. 36. Yep, you're good. Rod two. 41. Mm-hmm. Scarab. That is going to be a 39. Nice. Okay. Um, yep. Oh, I guess I didn't add any auto aids, but yeah. Sure. We're fine. Um, so here are the items in order. Um, you got boots of teleportation. You guys already figured out the cackling hag's blouse. You've got a headband of vast intelligence plus six. You've got a quicken metamagic rod lesser. You've got a ring of protection plus four. You've got a rod of abrupt hexes. And you've got a scarab of protection with 12 uses. Uh, Tulia would like her quicken metamagic rod back, and she'll uh, allow you to keep the other one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair trade. And uh, I would petition for Uska to get the rod of abrupt hexes. Makes sense. So you said it was a scarab of protection? Mm Mm-hmm. Dang. That's very, very good. Yeah. Scarab of Protection so uh, is a silver medallion in the shape of a beetle. If it is held for one round, an inscription appears on the surface, letting the holder know that it is a protective device. The Scarab's possessor gains spell resistance 20. The Scarab can also absorb energy draining attacks, death effects, and negative energy effects. Upon absorbing 12 such attacks, the Scarab turns to powder and is destroyed. So... Whoever's wearing it, you know, you get a get a finger of death cast on you. Uh, you can use one of the scarabs uses instead of rolling your save. Fucking take twelve fingers to death. Yep. Like yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. That is. That is tight. So good. Also, boots of teleportation. Just because I have a feeling we're probably gonna want to roll off on the scarab. So boots of teleportation. Moving to those. Uh, Tulia does not need them, so she has teleport. I don't think it makes sense for her to have them. I think it makes sense to someone else so that there's two people who have teleport. So who else is not wearing boots? And it would be a good choice for this. Um, it's 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 not straight up teleport, but Durin has a couple of those like phase shift things that are like dimension doors. So I'm going to take him out of the running for sure. Matumbe has the like slippers of spider climbing, which I've never really used, but could help me out. Um, and I don't know that I really want to swap those out, so I'm just going to excuse myself from both of those. And Eclipse also has Dimension Door. So I think that this should be going to one of the Campbell's characters. Ikmer has Featherstep Slippers, and uh, Airbear has the Boots of Speed. So if it... Well, you don't use those all that much, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, if you aren't wanting to take them. I definitely think that's something that Uska could use. Uh, she does have the ability to fly, so this would be much more uh, much more useful. I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. So then we had two rods. It's quick and metamagic rod, lesser and... And the rod of abrupt taxes. The hexes Which... one's obviously going to the only hex caster. Uska, yeah. Um, you're taking the Quick and med- metamagic rod regular, right? Yes, because I've had that. Does it make sense that Lyra takes the lesser so that you have another caster with Quicken? 
because I yeah I met like Uska usually wields a star knife in one hand so can't hold the two rods and they're both in the swift action slot so she can't quicken a cackle or quicken a um, hex and a spell at the same time that's what so it might I make sense thinking. for unless yeah Tumbe wants it instead of the book no no okay <laughs> is it book, watch it the book's one-handed isn't it yeah, yeah but yeah, I, I, I rock a shield, shield yeah. yeah yeah I was gonna say Eclipse may would want to cast more spells but realistically she has a two-handed axe and is going to be using that so right when Ikmer's not around like Matumbe kind of falls into the party tank role with like the yeah all that stuff so yeah I'm not I'm not dropping the shield alright we had a vast intelligence plus six Matumbe already has one Durin has a plus four I know both of your characters are int based and I think Eclipse doesn't so Eclipse has a plus four Tuli already has a plus six so Eclipse would be the natural fit for the plus six. I'd roll off for Darren. Yeah, he only has plus four. That impacts both of your spell slots and um, Darren's bomb damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sixteen. Uh, oh, that's a twenty. There you go. It has the rose on it. I didn't know. <laughs> nice. Neat. I'm glad you finally uh, y- y- you rolled you rolled well, Steve. Only. Hmm. Against Steve only, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed that. Uh, the Ring of Protection plus four. Tuli has a plus two, so she'd happily swap out if, if unless anyone wants that. I've gotten a lot of items already, so I'm okay if this one goes to somebody else. I would. Uh, I would mention that uh, Ikmer has a plus two, a Ring of Protection plus two, but uh, you know, I don't think that's. It's one of those things where, like, how how high how how much higher does the AC need to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would say, like, what do all the frontliners have? Um, Tumor's got a plus three. Bear Bear has a plus three. So maybe one oh, of yeah. them is the good choice, and then they hand me down the plus three to either Tulia or Igmer or whatever. I feel like Tulia's damage mitigation isn't really AC. It's uh, yeah. It's the combination of mirror image and run away. particulate form and all that other shit. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's your well, AC? Brooks, you want to roll off? What's your AC at? Um well I get the situational bumps. Yeah, so if he's with a bunch of you, he gets a nice AC boost. My just flat AC is a thirty six. Oh boy. I think the bear's only at like a thirty four, thirty three. Or maybe I'm thinking of his flat-footed. Flat-footed is 26. Oh, I also have, like, bark skin and shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's... I'm actually at a 36 now, too, but there's a bunch of other stuff added. Sure, let's just roll off. Who cares? Yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like you guys are at the same bonus, so... Alright. Six. Ten. Go for it. Okay. How about that scarab, then? Seems like something everybody wants. I mean, it is a next slot. I think it's a next slot. Let me check. It's a next slot, so you'd be giving up whatever's in your next slot. Okay, let me see what that is. So for most people, that's an amulet of natural armor. Oh, plus. Okay, but I believe that's what bark skin gives. I think bark skin stacks. Yeah, bark it's skin. Weird like bark that. skin's an enhancement bonus yeah. to to natural armor. armor. Mm-hmm. So you only need a little bit of natural armor to get the whole plus five benefit. 
Is that true? No, I mean, if it's if your natural armor is zero, it's plus five to zero. So it's still plus five. It's not, but it's not plus four, plus five. Like, it's not plus nine. Is I think the amulet is also an enhancement bonus. Okay, so then they don't stack. No, but it stacks with your regular natural armor. Oh, which I, yeah, I was going to say, I was looking at my next lock. I, both of my characters have plus four natural armor. So, but I, mine would easily be replaced because I have a whatever thing of a, st- uh, a wand of barkskin on Tulia's sheet at least. So Tulia's would be replaced, but I, also anyone who's with Tulia's she could replace it every day. Yeah, I, I think maybe maybe the party thinks of it this way. You know, anyone within thirty feet of the tombs is getting a plus four bonus against these kind of things and is immune to energy drain and negative energy. So that's most of what the scarab protects against. So it's really like, okay, is it a backliner that's going to be further away from Matumbe that might be out of the radius? Is it somebody that's flying around? Like, those might be the people that would benefit the most from it. Or, you know, making sure, like, you're either Lyra or Uska doesn't, like, die so they can keep other people up depending on what's on their next slots, might be important. Yeah, don't worry. Matumbe is always going to be by Eclipse, so Eclipse sure. doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah, bow I, would, out. I would think, like, the frontliners... Are- <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to trade... I got. I only have a plus three, which is still respectable. I don't want to trade that out for Matumbe, being up in the front yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Dern only has a plus two natural armor for his next slot, so I'd definitely go in for him because he's going to be far away from Matumbe yeah, anyway. You know, his... I, I think you... Definitely go in there because your will save is really bad too. Yeah, and that's usually what those—it's either will or fortitude that's killing you. I'd love a hand me down though. If somebody else takes it. Both, <laughs> sure. Both of my characters have the amulet plus two, so ooh, can go to uh, my better half. I truly don't know who you're referring to. You, you named two characters, and Emily hasn't spoke up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. Okay, fine. See, I, I don't want to be presumptuous, <laughs> but also, Emily, do you do you want to get in the running for this? So I definitely think Lyra could use the Scarab because her saves are lower, but uh, I did... Uska just got a lot of items and Lyra is going to get the uh, quickened rod. So if you haven't gotten any of the items, I feel like I can share the wealth a little bit. I mean, we're, we're sharing wealth here, but like Matube just basically got an artifact. So, ah, that's true. Like, <laughs> pretty big. And yeah. I, we, I mean, it helps everybody. Don't get yeah, me wrong. And, and really you staying alive also helps everyone. Yes, that's true. I'll I'll okay. roll off for it for Lyra then. Okay, I, I know that I also got items, but Tulia would like to be in the running because at a minimum, even if I got it, I'm giving away an amulet of plus four. That's true. Yeah, you might as well throw in because if you do get it, then somebody else right. is gonna, somebody else is going to benefit a lot. Yeah. yeah, like I don't stop being beneficial. I guess. Natural one. All right, <laughs> take it away, somebody. Three. Ooh. Emily is virtually yours for the take. Fourteen. So does Lyra have anything on her next slot? She does. She has an amulet of natural armor plus two. Okay, so I don't think that's a benefit for anybody. No. Sorry, guys. Um, but again, you guys have a wand of bark skin, so you can like kind of be boosting that too. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, you, you know. Which, hey, by the way, just like looking out, I don't know how you guys are with the bark skin on, but I have no no negatives if I take off my plus four natural armor with the with the bark skin on. Like it's the same. I don't get any additional bonuses. Yeah, it's not it, right. Amulet of natural armor is an enhancement bonus to. So they they do not stack at all. They don't stack. Okay, just want to make they, sure. Yeah. So nobody would stack. So it doesn't. Well, I mean, if you're just throwing it around, yeah. I, I'm not just throwing it around. I was just making sure that a plus two wouldn't you wouldn't get additional benefits. I guess. Well, are, are, so it, it, would the game plan? I, I guess I, I was a little confused. Are you saying that you're just going to keep casting bark skin on yourself, or just like spread it around the party because you have enough charges? Well, I, I've only used like seven charges. All right. Yeah. yeah I mean, you guys definitely we can. Good. You know, <laughs> buff up with that. So that's our like. Okay. It's kind of a uh, like a moot point. I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you guys redistribute items and that kind of thing. Um, quickly because you know the longer you take the more charges you're going to have to use to keep saw up Um, and I think you quickly uh, make your way to the alchemist lab with the notes on exactly what was done to saw to you know cause this horrible transformation and get to work I'm going to need some uh, I'm going to need some surgery We'll be doing some uh, a mixture of heal and uh, craft alchemy, I think. Good God. Durin, you, you gotta help help my brother here. Ikma, any medical experience that I have is battlefield surgery at best. I have the notes. I know how chemicals work, but I don't think I can do this alone. Uh, Uska, I... I, I know stories that your mother was a great healer, and you've passed, and she's passed that down to you. Perhaps you might be able to help me out here, and maybe if Matumbe, you could run chemicals for me, help me out here. I think I could take points, but in a way, everyone their place. So. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Is everyone ready? We can get going. Let's do it. So, is craft alchemy's good? <laughs> It is a plus 19. Matsube has a plus 13, so I'm just rolling that over into like an auto-aid situation. Sure. Does anybody else have any craft alchemy or heal that they're going to want to do to aid? You know, Ikmer does have a plus 5 to heal. You could certainly roll to aid. I mean, you just need to get a 10. Lyra will also attempt to aid. And she does. Nice. And Ikmer got a natural 20. <gasps> nice. So Ikmer is like really pressed about the situation and he like, he kind of like focuses up and gets good helping Uska. Haley, do either of your characters have any spells or abilities left that would last over a period of time to give a skill bonus? So not like a guidance, but if you had like heroism... Or something along those lines. I have used both my heroisms for the day, but now that I'm a half fiend, technically I could quick prep one more. Okay. Since that gave me an additional level two, level three, level six, and level seven spell slot, but only those. It just bumped your intelligence up. Oh, I was like, these are some oddly specific ones. So I could quick get another heroism and cast that on someone from Tulia. 
because it takes me a minute or less, like just a minute to ca- yep. like get that. Let's talk about Eclipse and see what she has. Talking lengthy bonuses. Let's see. And that's not to discount like if Durin has a heroism on him or like a potion or whatever, you could certainly use that too. At this point, both of you might want that bonus. I checked. Durin's already got it on. Okay. Hey, I got a plus 14 competence bonus to create alchemical items if there's any thing that we need to create, which I don't think is true. And actually, Air... Is there any... Air Bear does have a plus two to heal, so he could could technically still aid. These uh, blades are mighty sharp if you need to uh, use them at all. Oh, and he does! The hand pops off, sterilizes itself. Oh, yes. Gets ready, and gets ready to do, do like microsurgery. Yeah, he like. You do some laparoscopic surgery with the hand. The hand's like on the inside doing the sutures, <laughs> like pushing it up through. Okay, so you got a couple of aids on the heel, and it sounds like Tulia can give Uska a heroism because Duran's already under the effect of a heroism. Mm hmm. So, Uska, you're going to be at a pretty big bonus. You got one, two, three aids, and then a heroism should be like a plus eight. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So, while the guys are reading through the notes, I'm going to need a heal check in order to uh, sedate Saw. I think that falls more in the realm of heal than it does craft alchemy. Uska takes a look at Saw's size and tries to guess his weight and understand the unusual anatomy, maybe taking help from Lyra and her knowledge of monsters as she uh, attempts to calculate the dosage needed to sedate him. Uh, With all of the aids, that is a 38. A 38. You successfully get the big tiger kind of snoring. And while you're doing this, you manage to kind of put him in a position where he's, he's both accessible to the guys that are going to be, you know, manipulating him with alchemy, but like, isn't able to like move around too much. And that kind of keeps him stable for the moment. And so you're kind of like monitoring his breathing you get him in a spot where he's no longer feeling pain. As you guys read through the notes, the first thing you encounter is what was done to the mind. And there was like a specific set of blocks put in so that they weren't permanent, but you're going to have to do, you're going to have to get into his head. Hmm. Um, so roll me, a, roll me a craft alchemy here. With my aid from a tomb bay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So get, getting into the head, what, what, is, what does that mean? So uh, Just you're like right practically now, right now, setting the scene. Right now you're interpreting the notes. So what, what do you get in, in this circumstance? All right. So that is going to be a... Th- 35. 35 is enough. Uh, You read through the notes and you find two separate sets of notes 
they are both like in technical jargon that you're able to uh, kind of parse through and you realize one set of the notes and had you not, you know, kind of studied both of these further in one set of the notes is for Sawyer when he is not transformed. Mm hmm. And the other set is for when he is this huge tiger. Ah. Um, and so you realize that you can you can use this kind of like you have like this. It's almost like a clamp and a tube, and you stick the tube up, and the clamp is attached to a wire that you can that you can like manipulate, open and close. And you realize that the blocks, um, you know, if you're going through the nose for the tiger, are at uh, five inches, seven inches, and eight inches. Had you misread that, uh, you'd be like way too soon and probably like clamping parts of Saw's brain. Oh, God. Um, so you so you head up, you head up the nasal cavity and, you know, you you and Matumbe are like meticulously measuring. Careful. Careful. <laughs> I know. I Careful. Careful. I know. I know. Come on. All right. We're, okay. We got it. We got it. You're carefully measuring and, and you make a couple of surgical snips at each of these spots in order to reverse the kind of like brain damage that has been done here. These blocks have been keeping him from you know, thinking uh, to his full potential and also kind of amplifying his rage. I think he'll be able to control himself a little better now, think a little clearer, but I don't think we're done yet. I'm going to need another heal check. This one is to set all of these loose joints and broken bones in order to prepare Saw for the transformation back. Uska's carefully takes note of Saw's limbs and looks to Ikmer to get guidance from someone who goes through transformations, you know, to a different animal, but he can help guide her as she puts these limbs into place. So there's this weird kind of double elbow at the knee. It's not quite like it bends backwards, but there is you know, the hip joint that goes from, you know, uh, a single direction to a ball joint. So be careful there. Don't quite, uh, don't want to angle you know, it that it's way. it's interesting. Some animals, unlike humans, have bones in their penis. You gotta be careful for that. It's <laughs> then you, you, you hear from the side of the room, Duren's like, actually, I think Tiger knees are, are reversed. Do not, do not let his foolishness dissuade you. Focus on what we need to focus on. Uska is really good at filtering all of the information that she's getting uh, with a forty-seven. Mm, Ooh, nice. with a forty-seven. Yeah, you you're able to not only set all these like broken and twisted bones and fix these dislocations, but you're able to do it in a way that doesn't start the bleeding again, which is important. And while you're doing this, I'm going to need another craft alchemy check. This one is to figure out what chemicals exactly you need to kind of <clears throat> reverse this transformation. And uh, Eclipse is real quick going to throw the plus six on Durin because she doesn't actually need it. The plus six intelligence one, because you're the one who has rolling off. 
it doesn't do as much as I'd hope. So uh, that gives oh. you another plus one to your craft alchemy check. Yo, that's awesome. I just played with my sheet yeah. forever trying to figure out why it wasn't doing anything. It only adds to my focus pool, pool because I need another level to get more a level to get more spells. Haley, thank you so much. A, a, an incremental bump like that is really big for the, for this character. Thank you. So I will take care of that in a second, but I'll just know that it's... I wanted to grab that before you make yep. this roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. During the Matumba, are mixing some chemicals. Let's see how it goes. Um, Hopefully that incremental bump did it. That's a 27 total. Wait. 29 with the aid. 29 with the aid. So you're reading through the books. You're setting, you know, Matumbe to like corners of the room to to pick up ingredients uh, as you call them out. You're mixing them into syringes and you kind of like place them in like you have to place like one behind the jaw in the neck just right. Mm -hmm. You're getting like a little bit of help from uh, Uska to like to get it in the right vein because this isn't you know this battlefield medicine you're not quite as used to like the precision that you need for this so you have to like put put one in either side of the jaw and then one in both shoulders one in both haunches and you realize that for this to work these injections all need to happen at the same time so you're kind of just like putting the loaded syringes in and then you kind of have to gather the group to be able to perform this like five part or six part injection at the same time. Now, I, I did not mention this previously. We just discovered this recently in the notes, but we all must conduct this at the exact same time. Push the plungers together. Yes, I found that in an obscure chapter in the back of the... I, yeah, I don't... Yeah, it, don't worry about that now. We'll, we'll, we'll take credit later. <laughs> I thought it was important to let it. And it's fine. All right. As long as we can all push these at the same time, I think that is going to do the trick. So I'm going to need some help. Some two may Durin each take one. I imagine some other people might as well. Yeah, Eclipse and Tulio step up. Uska comes up and takes another. Yeah, um, Ikmer would be honored. All right, I will count. No, I will count us down. Right, fine. <laughs> and so then Matube counts down and... It was a good call, Matube. <laughs> I, I suspected so. <laughs> he would never get it right. What? <laughs> are, you are you plunging on one or are you plunging on zero? <laughs> Too late for that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go now, go now. <laughs> All right, so we plunge. You plunge, and Saw begins to kind of shake on the ground violently, thrashing and kind of even foaming at the mouth a bit. Um, his eyes are not open yet. He's still, like, under this sedation. But the process of him, like, turning into this beast reverses. Oh, thank God. And uh, with all of his bones perfectly set, nothing protrudes as he shrinks back down into a tiefling on the ground, unconscious but alive. I think that was it. 
he's he's not awake yet, but I think we were successful. Good job, everybody. Once we give him time for the sedation to wear off, he should come back awake. I think we did good. I can't describe what this will mean to the devil wolves. We we all need saw more than more than I think we know. There's still the matter of Anya, and while Saw is coming back from sedation, I would allow kind of, you know, probably like a heel check, maybe even, you know, some kind of spellcrafty something. Well, we don't yes. know anyone that does spellcraft, so. The spellcraft will be especially hard because you didn't see a spell cast on her, obviously. Uska can try like the to, heel check. Uh, Eclipse will aid Tuya. 37 on the heel check. 47? Ooh, ooh, baby. This looks like a pretty classic uh, use of like a feeble mind. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, and you, think, you think she's just unconscious because like her, her charisma is at zero. I, I just said I cast that before, and then I realized uh, as nanoble I did. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. this makes sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not Oh, I cast it before. Yeah, as a character, I cast it with. Yep. <laughs> Tis me. So, who so could have done this? You, you think, <laughs> you think you could definitely bring her back with like a regular restoration spell? Yeah. Um, which would which would fix those um those deficient mental ability scores but until that's improved from zero she's not gonna she won't be conscious Uska does still have one restoration prepared so she takes three actions while Saw is waking up to help Anya um, and you cast it and she kind of blinks awake and then winces as if she's in like a ton of pain and kind of reaches for her missing hand. Uh, but she looks over, she she recognizes, I think pretty much everyone here. I think Anya has met everyone but Uska, maybe? I, I, yeah, I think she hasn't I think met that's Uska. That's true, even Air Bear, mm -hmm. even Air Bear, because of the, he was around like when we did Saw's funeral and stuff. Uh, so she comes to, oh, oh my, <laughs> and she kind of chuckles to herself. You all came back for us. I really appreciate that. How's all you're doing? And like Durin is off in a corner. His hands are just shaking after the surgery that he had to do and his nerves are shot and he's just smoking a cigarette or something that he pulled out of like one of his little alchemist pouches. And he just grinds it out real quick and walks over. Captain Severine, you hired me for a job. And I finished that job. So I was going to make it. He's back. Uh, she brightens at this, you know, still kind of clutching her left wrist. Thank you, Mr. Rook. And thank the rest of you, too, who I'm sure helped him. I'm excited to see him when he wakes up. We didn't really get to talk at all. Actually, Anya, it was, believe it or not, you that brought him, brought him the clarity that he needed. 
when when he needed it most. And you'll be happy to know that Saw, in the end, was able to help us take down Nana Opal. He's he's a special special kind and I I hope that we we never have to think about losing him again. You're a good one, Ikmer. You've been away from the from the wolves for some time helping us. Um, it's much appreciated. She kinda like blushes when you're like talking about him, Saw. And eventually Saw does wake up and, you know, is like his normal self he seems to be. And he as his his eyes slowly blink, he sees Anya looking down on him and he holds up a hand that maybe like gets in the way of some of the harsh lighting in this alchemist's lab and sees the shadow of his fingers and slowly his vision comes into focus and he can see the back of his hand and when he takes it away he can see Anya's face is that is that you Anya she smiles we both made it thanks to <laughs> thanks to all of our friends so we we did it we we're finally free of Nana Opal. Well, almost all of us. <laughs> she like, you know, <laughs> raises her like missing hand and um, she kind of, you know, holds the side of your face looking at you. You won't look so bad with an eye patch. We're going to make quite a pair looking like this, aren't we? My depth perception is shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ikmer at? I'm right here. Always, always by your side. What are you doing, man? Last time I saw you, I told you I'd kill you if you came after me. Because this, this life, this world isn't worth living if Anya's not in it. And the only way that was going to happen is if I did what they wanted me to do. But you broke that, didn't you? You didn't let that happen. And despite having to fight someone who has been haunting me for the last decade, despite me telling you that I didn't even want you to chase me, you did that anyway. How, how are you like this? (laughs) The, the pack needs you. It's, it wasn't, wasn't for me. It wasn't for you directly. It was... It was for the pack. We, we've been separate, living two, two of the same creatures, living separately for so long and hating each other. But with, with your help, I want to rebuild. And without you, it certainly would have been a lot harder and we can build it better for the next generation. Well, I can't promise to you that I'm going to stop being mad. But what I can say is that anger's coming from a different place now. I'm not mad at what people are have taken away from me. I'm going to be mad to protect what we have for the people that try and tear that down and try to extinguish life. Let's get out there and make it right. You got it friend yeah brother yeah friend that'll work brother will work too 
And then at that, um, he just kind of like, I'm sure, you know, mechanics aside, I'm sure is just like a complete mess. Having been in this torturous transformation for probably weeks at this point, if my game clock is kind of in tune and having just had this awful surgery done on him, he's missing an eye. He was in combat and I know he's not probably fully healed up. Um, He just like kind of nestles into Anya as they're, I imagine, sitting together on this operating table and just is calm for the first time in a very long time. And I think we'll leave the party on that scene. And when we open up, we see a couple familiar faces. Rune and Quinley, Kiza and their friends have just approached an abandoned-looking castle. Huge and gothic in nature, it stands a 50-foot-tall spire at the entrance. Gray and black stone cobbles line their entry, but the weeds grow up waist-high in between, and there are missing stones. It's as if this place has been abandoned for nearly a century. It fits the idea of a haunted castle. It took you some time to find this place. It's known as Corsonora Palace. Well, that's what it was known as over 200 years ago. But you know from your guidance from Louvric that this is the home of none other than Count Ristamar Tyriac, famed vampire Count of Varno. Now you've received word from your friends in Virlik about how they were doing before they entered Wrench Church. And you know that you have one job here, which is to get Count Tyriac on your side and have him join forces with Louvric Servage to bring a vampiric component to your own forces at Gallowspire. Archminos pipes up at as you approach, uh, I live here. Let me um, let me make the introductions. I think um, Rune Count Tyriac will be especially delighted to make your acquaintance. Um, but he is more likely to listen to what I have to say. And with this vial, and he kind of like shows off the blood orchid elixir that you guys have gathered. I think he will be in quite high spirits. And so Ramoska approaches the double doors that almost look like they're like swollen shut. It's like that that kind of intense age. And he presses a tattoo on his palm into the door and you see this facade lift and these doors become grandiose and new like they may have looked 200 years ago as the illusion 
of a decrepit castle drops before the entire party and you see this building as if through a lens of age. The door creaks open into a low-lit entry hall with bright green and purple carpets leading their way to a visitation area. And you see that there are several people gathered here already, as if um, news of you precedes you. You hear a clapping from the far end of this nearly 100-foot-long corridor, and then the lights blaze a bit brighter as you see a man who looks no older than 50, long hair down to his back, but in kind of like a, um, almost like a swashbuckler's ponytail. And he's got these streaks of gray at the temples and these piercing red eyes. He smiles, a fanged smile. Ah, Romoska, you've brought guests. So glad to see that uh, you are not uh, held up for too long in Caliphas. Now you can get back to the research we have uh, at hand, yes? And uh, Ramoska uh, kind of gestures to, to the group of you to follow him into the room. Uh, yes, my count. Uh, we, well... About that trip to Caliphas, these are uh, some new friends that I have made from from that city who actually helped me out of a difficult situation and uh, have brought quite the bounty for my research in reversing the curse that we all share. But I will introduce you to the, the main delegates of the party who come with... Uh, some regards from Louvric Survage. Uh, this is uh, Rune and Quinley and, um, and the rest of their friends, uh, who I'm sure will be welcome to stay after uh, they have told you their peace. And uh, Count Tyriac beckons you forward um, with, uh, with kind of like he, he raises one eyebrow interested in what your bringing to the table. Uh, please uh, come in and uh, well, it is um, it is a pleasure to meet you. Any friends of Mr. Archminos are obviously friends of mine. He does such great work. I am uh, Count uh, Ristamar Tyriac. Uh, you may have heard of me as the successor of a long line of Tyriacs, but, well, since you're here, the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. I've been every Count Tyriac for the past 400 years. I would just like to say that's an incredible feat to deceive your countrymen like that. My name is Quinley Pastel. It is a pleasure to meet you. Ah, Quinley Pastel, and uh, he he kind of sniffs the air. Uh, are um are you a vampire? Oh yeah, baby. Halfway in between. It's right where I want to be. Hmm. 
It has been a time since we have had any uh, day walkers in our midst, but you are as welcome as all of your friends. Yeah, I'm Rune. Uh, also, I think that we're, we could be related because everyone keeps implying that, maybe. R- Rune. <laughs> Strong opener. <laughs> He's heavily implied. Hi, I think you're my dad. <laughs> He takes, my dad, please. <laughs> he takes a look at you. Um, I, I don't believe you're my child. I, change. I just asked if we're related. That's that's all. Well, I wasn't hoping. <laughs> <laughs> She's just broken up about it. <laughs> she reaches for Quinley's hand. Oh, <laughs> he holds her close. Uh, well, Rune, uh, I I do think that um, he shoots Tyriac the just lie, bro, just lie, bro. <laughs> I I do think that uh, it's either quite a coincidence that your mother kept the tradition of naming um, all of my descendants an R name, or maybe your father had some input. Uh, you do look a bit. Like my son, Rain Tyriac. Are you my grandpa? Well, grandpa is... You don't want to be called that. Yeah. We just met. I'm a cool... (laughs) (laughs) He he ruffles his his ponytail uh, behind him. I don't... uh, I don't look the part of grandpa, but... um, Yes. He, he He looks at one of his thralls. Uh, go fetch fetch rain. We can see if he knows this girl's mother, and we'll sort this whole thing out. I, you do look quite like him, though. Um, he is um, he is my second son, so not in line to become a count. But um, he runs the. Um, I have an uncle too. <laughs> this is great news. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps we can, yes, we can figure out your uh, lineage. But while while we are sorting that out, um, Mr. Akmina says you come with news, information. Uh, you've helped in his research some way. What exactly have you done? Oh, it's been a while. Great question. So we helped find this elixir. Should we talk about that? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we very bravely fought off some, uh, like a whole witch coven. And we got this elixir here. Means you could not be a vampire? Completely elective, from my understanding. Allegedly. Allegedly. I will be working on it, my count. Uh, But this ingredient that they procured for me is something we've never had access to before to test. And it is like liquid sunlight. Um, I think that it will be fruitful for... um, finding a cure, uh, but uh, I would ask my count that um, if if we do find a solution and there is limited supply, um, this young girl here um, was turned into a vampire far too soon, and um, it is uh, her father who is not with us and is a human, but a very kind human, um, 
helped to save my life and entrusted me with um, this elixir in order to um, try and find a cure for this girl. So I would ask my count that if my research is fruitful, we, we use some of the supply on at least her. Oh, yes, uh, we cannot be having children vampires. It's against the code. Uh, young girl, um, how long have you been a vampire? Uh, not, uh, not very long. Um, only, only a few years. Ah, okay. Um, she's okay. So she's still a child. That is good. Uh, we wouldn't want. I mean, if she was like four hundred years old, right? You know, then we'd we'd have we'd be having a talk. Yeah, at that point, you gotta settle into a personality. Exactly. Like, you know. You know? She's barely an adolescent and was, like, already hooked on drugs, too, so... Ugh, drugs and the kids. Yeah. It's no good. We don't have any drugs in, um, you know, in this part of the country, fortunately. Not for That's vampires. That's good, because, like, there was a whole coven of vampires and, like, a whole group of them underground that I also helped squash. So things yeah, are not going very there. good for my friend Luvrik, are they? No, but we helped him. Okay. Yeah, I think at this point it's better, but it was like really bad for a while. Hmm. All sorts of vampires were getting killed, and uh, yeah, it, they were like putting them out on roofs, and just like the fangs were left. Real yeah. ghastly shit. Yes, in front of the child, really. In, she she but, unfortunately saw it a lot. Of oh, it. yeah, she did like half of it. I think it was actually very horrible. Terrible to hear. Yes, and for terrible. some reason, they chose table legs. As, like, the weapon of choice. Very stupid. You could get those at, like, only a couple places. There was this mouse. There's, like, a wood man. guy over at Leopardstadt <laughs> I know that's, like, selling them. This mouse. Uh, wood guy was. The table legs. I'll let you know, Wood guy was innocent, not a part yeah, of Yeah, Wood good. guy was 100% above board. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we I, cleared him. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I use him for replacement chair legs. But not the clothing guy. Yeah. Don't go with him. <laughs> yeah, I got bad news about your tailor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. He was a dick. I don't go to Califas for clothes. So, so you, you've brought this elixir for me. Is, is there anything else that I should know? Uh, yeah. Like, kind of end of the world type of thing is starting to happen. So, the Whispering Tyrant is actually going to be coming back and then going to turn everyone on dead, which means you won't have food. So, I do think we maybe should talk about joining forces with the werewolves that we also gathered. Uh, gathered, uh, yeah, we've, we've gathered a few forces and also gathered knights. So we need a now vampire army. Explain to me how we're supposed to play nicely with knights and mutts. Keep it up, you're doing great. Well, so they promised that they would be very good. Oh, they're a bunch of good boys? Is that what you'd say? Exactly. They say that all the time, by the way. Have you ever met a werewolf? <laughs> yeah, it's just we also, uh, we're, we're good friends with the what prince if the, of wolves. What if the other army has a bunch of balls to throw? Then they're just going to abandon us. And it's just going to be the wolf. And the knights. A common misconception, actually. That's only when they're in their full animal form that you have to worry about that. When they're in their hybrid form, you can throw a tennis ball and they're not going to chase it. Have you seen this firsthand? Yes. Yeah, and again, we we know the prince, so, of wolves. 
who's leading the army. I didn't realize there was a new Prince of Wolves. Yeah, we're real good friends with him. And he's like super sharp. (laughs) And they're currently saving another pack leader of not just wolves, but like wear things. So uh, we've got them under control. Did you, and uh, I'm how, pretty sure we have the daughter of the How much did you spend on leashes? They came with them. Okay. So it's uh, kind of cheap, actually. And and you said you had the daughter of the... What knights? Right. What knights are we talking about? It's very different if you're sending hell knights. Oh, uh, the, the last wall ones. Oh, the yeah. ones that actively hate the undead? Oh, but they Those like ones, you. yeah. How do... What... Well, so their daughter was, uh, is kind of, I don't know, kind of like a weird undead. She like died at some point, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. So, you guys have a really good this. grasp on this story. <laughs> okay, to be fair, this part did come through a message. So, <laughs> okay, so they only had like 25 words. They're, they're new yeah. to the group. Werewolves, yes. we've been on board because we had the prince. So, okay, okay. Uh, Honestly, it's and we have. Clear. <laughs> And I've heard we have a dragon. There's dragons involved in this whole thing. So we got at least one. What moon is dragon what on is the enemy here? Like the end of the world is. Oh yeah, the entirety of the whispering way and the whispering tyrant, and they have Uh-oh. the recipe to bring them back. Now actually, for real. Attention. That makes sense why uh, Luvrik would uh, would call for my aid because he and I fought against the whispering tyrant way back in the day. Yeah, my understanding is this shit's going down like right now. They're they've got everything they need to bring this bad boy back. The uh, the whispering tyrant or WT as some of us call him. Um, <laughs> it's happening, and the werewolves are gonna fight him. The Knights of Last Wall are gonna fight him. You don't have to fight him, but if you don't, those two are probably gonna get wiped out. And then he's coming for you next because you're in the way. I know you're also undead. Perhaps you could strike an accord, but it's only so long until all the humans are gone, right? Then what are you going to do? Yeah, like I mentioned before, uh, Whispering Tyrant comes back and you guys will eventually starve, unfortunately. Do you have the uh, Archbishop of uh, Ustalav on your side? We got one better. We got the guy that has his book. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's all you need. That's the that's the sign of office, so so to speak. Okay. Yeah, so we basically have him. Um, it's actually uh, Kiza's dad. Oh, yeah. the one Arkmina's talked about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good. Um, we actually have uh, two whole crews that have also gone off. Uh, like they they joined together and they went off to go try and stop stuff as well. While we came here. To try to recruit you guys. Right, right. Right. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we do have um, we do have quite a few vampires uh, that would that would obviously join the cause. Um, I've fought the Whispering Tyrant before, but I'm the oldest of us, uh, at least here. Um, okay. And, and um, you will be going to fight regardless of our decision uh y- yeah that that i will be oh uh, another group that we i don't know we might have stragglers uh i don't know her situation but there's at least one of these people who is in our other party who's from abaddon so like i don't know it just in case 
You see them yeah, around. You see Damon. Yeah, they're. Uh, I'm not. I don't fully know to be honest, but I did want to get a heads up now. And my understanding is the entire weight of the Lost Co Consortium is behind this effort as well. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have one of the the relatives of the whole Lost Co pack. Mm, that's where I buy my underwear. <laughs> yeah. I know the situation's very awkward because I'm dating your granddaughter, but we haven't even figured out if that's the case. Uh, y- yeah, we're dating so long not, if that's the, cool, I guess. If you were a full vampire, I would say you're not allowed to have a boyfriend for a hundred years. <laughs> I think we have to break up. <laughs> you're not a full vampire, though. <laughs> I'm just getting a little worried. <laughs> like maybe just a pause. Oh, gee. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a cool grandpa, I guess. Oh, he's a cool grandpa. We look can at, make it work. Oh, right? uh, okay. Things are, right, things are fine. We're fine. back on. We're dating again. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a long talk later. It's <laughs> 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 so at this point that uh, you know another vampire kind of walks in to the. To the main hall, he kind of has like darker skin than um, than Count Tyriac, uh, and like full dark hair. Looks to be like maybe on the verge of forty. Uh, hey, Dad, uh, you wanted to see me? Oh no! <laughs> oh dear! Yes, my son, uh, Rain. Uh, this is Rune, and we were just wondering. Uh, you see how she kind of bears a s- sort of resemblance to you in particular. Wondering if, like, Rune, what would you? What was the name of your mother, if you wouldn't mind us asking? Uh, her, her name was Lyric. Do Do you need more? No, I've only fucked one lyric. <laughs> <laughs> About uh, thirty years ago. Does the timeline add up? Yeah, that that tracks. Oh my god. (laughs) That lyric, party animal. Yeah, she's not really anymore. She had my sister, and now she's boring. Oh. Is your sister also... Is she... No. Is she a fang banger? (laughs) No. Because, like, she definitely knew. No. Okay. Dad, I think this might be my daughter. <laughs> I, I don't. We don't have paternity tests in this world, so I can't really tell. But she's a vampire, and her mom is lyric. Yeah, and then we look very similar, except you have black hair and I have white hair, so it it looks like it works, right? Your mom had white hair, didn't she? I mean, I don't know. She dyes it. I think she like has a lot of charcoal. I think it. I think she just puts it black, but I think it's actually white. Well, I mean, you probably like the carpet didn't match the drapes, so if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, my name's Quinley Bestel. I'm dating your daughter, and I just think it's really cool that we have the exact same voice. <laughs> you seem like a pretty upstanding dude. Hell yeah, man! I like to tell people that I'm Vessians, and sometimes I tell people I'm Pleasure. Do you do something like that? That's what I told Lyric. <laughs> oh, dude. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> Rude is a cool, but best friends with your dad. Uh, 
I don't know how I feel about this anymore. But I gained a whole family. <laughs> Rude's family tree just got so much more clear, yet so much worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, welcome to uh, the Tyriac family rune. Um, normally we uh, turn our offspring into full-blooded vampires at an appropriate age. Uh, What's that? Just out of curiosity. But appropriate, I mean like, you know, your father wanted to be look a little mature, so he chose like 40, but you know, whatever. It's kind of like you don't want to get into a situation where like you're you're too old or like too young. Like you don't want to be going to high school forever. You know? Yeah, that would be really gross and predatory. Yeah, it would be pretty bad and reprehensible. So, <laughs> <laughs> normally, to I, graduate high school over and over and over again for a hundred years. Normally, we pick an age that is know kind of ambiguous like 30s to 40s and then you know you add a little color to your hair you look a bit older you add a little blush to your cheeks you can look a bit younger it's kind of like that you like, know like 29 29's a good age right right Rain? 29's a good age I mean it's a good age it's up to you I mean it's one of those things that that we do, but, um, you know, it doesn't have to happen now. We've just met. Uh, but I do think we have enough, um, you know, I've, I'm not one to turn down Luvrik's request for aid, and, uh, so, um, why don't we all, uh, bat over to, uh, bat on over to Caliphas and then um, if I remember correctly, Luvrik knew how to kind of manipulate those witch gates back when we were fighting the, um, the Whispering Tyrant, so he should be able to get us close to Gallowspire quickly. Oh, wait, you two can't bat. <laughs> you going to walk back? Well, I guess but, we should start now, then. I was going to say, but, uh, but 29 would not be a bad age to turn, then. I could then bat. Right. Well, I mean, you could bat, but uh, you <laughs> wouldn't have your flying license or anything. Okay. All right. Maybe it's a you bad try. time. Maybe it's a bad time. I mean, uh, I'm right here. I'm right here. Your father could turn you if he, you know. We're right here. Quinley, you want in on this? Hell I mean, yeah. You I know, was going to say, can you turn Quinley too? Otherwise, this could be weird. Okay. Yeah. But you're going to need coffins and that kind of thing. We have extras, but just so you know. Oh man, this is a lot of commitment. I met my whole family in one day and I'm going to be a vampire? <laughs> you've been half a vampire for 29 years, just so you know. This is what you've always wanted. <laughs> a real family. <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> <laughs> to languish away under the cloudy skies of Virelict till eternity comes. <laughs> you know, if it's too bad... I mean, but we could just be dying in this war anyways, so... Hell right. Right. All right. If it's if it's too bad, you know, we, we all use the uh the elixir Archminos makes and boom. Perfect. Archminos, we're uh, counting on you, bud. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I'm I'm going to uh I'm like a level sixteen alchemist. I should probably come, right? 
Oh to yeah, fight. yeah, obviously. We'll leave yeah. like the kids here. Yeah. Yeah. Leave Kiza here for sure. By herself entirely. No. With the two weakest vampires we have. Yes. Four weakest. Why do we need four? <laughs> two is fine. <laughs> okay, you two stay here. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's us. Okay, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they'll they'll turn you into Hell vampires yeah. to to be able to you know travel quickly. So the two of you, um, you know, it's unlike a regular human turning into a vampire. You already kind of have many of the traits of a vampire, and so it. The change happens rapidly, but almost like unnoticeably to you, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, your your eyes were already like red. You, know, you already had a lot of the physical traits of a vampire, but now when you yell bat, you turn into a bat. That's very fun. <laughs> Dope. I'm about to start draining some blood. Uh, and the the, I mean. Count Tyriac takes some time to like call all of his countrymen to his side, but uh, it's a very quick process when you can like speak telepathically to thralls and that kind of thing. So they kind of whisper down the lane, and before you know it, there's over 400 vampires ready to fly to Caliphas, which you all do. Um, meanwhile. Outside of Gallowspire, we see seven ships coming around the river bend. They pass the city of Adarak, this decimated husk of a human civilization that surrounds Gallowspire, this jagged black iron, hundred foot tall spire in the center of that city almost as if it has erupted out of the ground, this prison for the Whispering Tyrant. The, the ships pass by the city, and you see on the deck of the first one, this huge shark man turns to his captain. Well, I don't think I've seen anything quite that big. What do you think, Captain? We ready to fight? Our Jabberjaw. <laughs> we'll do what we have to do for the Prince of Wolves. Let's just hope he makes his way here fast enough. And the seven ships land about a mile outside of town. All the Blood Moon pirates and the wolves of the Shutterwood exit these seven ships. Hundreds of werewolves on the shores, looking out at the decrepit city, ready to lay siege. We circle back several days to a mustachioed paladin with graying hair that unfurls a letter from several of his subordinates that have just arrived to Hearth. And he reads it and musters the Knights of Ozum. Mikhail has brought his contingent, and the wolves of the Shutterwood can see, glimmering in the distance, the armor 
of the Knights of Ozum, ten brigades of a hundred men stand making camps and tents waiting for the right time to strike the city. As both groups look upon the city, the spirits of the damned swirl around the buildings around Gallaspire gathering power. They can see skeletons and zombies and creatures even more horrible than that patrolling the streets of the burnt city. Within the city, a contingent of vampires stands guard in front of the tower and you can just make out the glinting red armor of some demonic general waiting and watching his enemies amass themselves outside of town. With a... The sound of teleportation lingers in the air and you smell like the smoke as a swarm of bats blocks out any lingering light coming from the cloudy sky of Virlik as Luvric Servage materializes first on the battlefield followed by his old friend Count Ristamartyriac followed by Rune and Quinley and the rest of the vampires of both Varno and Caliphas. Finally, cresting a hill just a quarter mile behind these amassing forces, you hear grunts and struggle and the sound of many rolling wheels as up over the hill a massive hulking figure appears with an ogre hook over his shoulder. The Beast of Lepidstat has amassed the forces of Lepidstat behind him including Count Crowmark whose flesh warped horses are carrying siege engines towards the battlefield. See an old, bald cleric of Phrasma who's left his post swirl his whiskey in the spiral. Behind him, an old wizard is polishing and loading the armaments, the trebuchet for one last fight. You see a Nagaji and a knight on the turtle as Pavlos has brought his pals <laughs> to the fight. Oh my god! <laughs> the fight for the fate of the living has truly begun, but above you hear two flapping sets of wings as these shapes swoop low on our friends and allies an undead dragon ancient and evil is the first to skirt the land giving off this aura of corruption and negative energy 
The vampires are unfazed by this as it as it lowers on them, but its size, a hundred feet across, is dwarfed by the elder worm that rises up behind it. This must be Sicknavier. The shadow dragon begins its flight towards Gallowspire, and when it lands on the side of that spire, it takes up nearly half of the building. The creature turns its icy blue eyes to the armies of the living and snarls, and yet there is no sign of Signavier the Sixth or Jimberium. I need you to finish your drinks. We'll see you next week. Oh, oh I knew it. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.